ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello and welcome to Speak Life. So glad you're here with us tonight. I'm glad you chose to be here, especially for this particular broadcast. Uh, last week I was in uh, Dallas, Texas, at the Roundtable of the Prophets and the uh, Global Prophetic Summit, where I met some new friends and connected again with some old friends. Some of the strongest prophets in the world were there. And uh, what, a, what an honor to be a part. And uh, I hope you really enjoyed the best of, uh, best of replay with Bishop Bill Hammond and myself. It was such an important message and, and such a relevant message for today. And uh, as you know, Bishop Hammond is my spiritual father and a man of such wisdom and grace. Amen. <clears throat> Since then, we've had a national election. And uh, I almost titled this message tonight, Election Selection reflection, and continued prophetic projection. But many want to know right now, where does America the Beautiful stand? And uh, I want to kind of preface everything by saying, first of all, I have been dealing with some, uh, some flu symptoms, and uh, I am under doctor's care, so if I do cough, please apologize, accept my apology up front. Uh, but I want to get fully into the subject today. And what I sense God is saying and what I sense God is doing. But let me just say clearly, God is still moving in power, and we are still watching the mighty hand of God move in our nation. Oftentimes, we have our own interpretation of what thus saith the Lord, and when it happens differently, we don't understand why. In some cases, people begin to despise the prophets and the prophetic word. But I believe there's a greater picture here for all of us to see. First of all, I want to declare this. America is forever. God showed me a vision many years ago regarding the last days. And in this vision, America the beautiful was not a communist nation, but America was a lighthouse, a beacon of hope for Christ Jesus. And we must remember that the prophetic is God's intention, but we've got to co-labor with him as his ecclesia, as his church, <coughs> for his kingdom to come and his will to be done as, on earth as it is in heaven. So America was a bright and glorious bride of Christ nation, like a city on a hill that could not be hidden, shining bright with the, with the glory of God. And that's where we are going. I want you to hear that very clear. That's where we are going. And I heard the voice of the Lord declare, America is forever. America is forever. Why? Because God made a forever covenant with America the beautiful. And I know it's true. Now we must understand how the processes of God work. God began speaking to me over the last two weeks about Abraham and Lot in if you've had a conversation with me, I've probably talked to you a little bit about Abraham and Lot. But I've been praying, and as I've been praying and listening to the Lord uh, regarding the season, God spoke to me about Abraham and Lot. Men are thinking with demonically inspired, empirical thinking right now. Uh, trying to push World War III to happen. That's not God's will. God's already launched 
World War III, and we call it the Third and Final Apostolic Reformation. <coughs> but men are thinking with empirical thinking. Instead of learning to walk together, wanting to take the best, what they're wanting to do is take the best for themselves and rule the world. Creating their personal empires, that's what I call empirical thinking. Building their own kingdom. And it's not God's plan, and it will not prevail against the church. Listen, a true prophet brings a word in due season, like it says in Proverbs, uh, for those who are, are thirsty and weary, comforting God's people in the midst of a moment of chaos. And the word comfort in Scripture, Isaiah prophesied, comfort ye, comfort ye my people. The word comfort actually means to strengthen the people. Prophets will speak directly to the point of pain and bring strength and comfort. And that's what I want to do for you today. <clears throat> if you go back and listen to what was actually prophesied prior to this election, I didn't focus on a candidate, but a moving of the Spirit of God to begin to turn things around. <coughs> Excuse me. And there is a turnaround happening right now, a changing of the guards. <clears throat> and the battle is intense even still. We are in a spiritual war. <clears throat> and instead of throwing our hands up in the air in defeat, we need to continue to stand firm on the prophetic words that were spoken. God is still able to turn everything around right now. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, everything can change. So I want you to see a much bigger picture than just an election. I want to strengthen you about America the Beautiful. God is bigger than a political party. It's not a Democrat or a Republican thing before God. It's about a nation, the nation America, and what God has planned for it. And I believe God is doing a miracle for our country and what God is about to do is captivating and fascinating. Amen? And we're going to continue to pray over these elections. Some of them are still uh, dragging on. But I want to encourage you to engage your faith and know that God is still in control and not a political system. Amen? In Genesis chapter 13, we find the story of Abraham and Lot. His name was Abram at the time. And uh, God was taking Abram, before he was Abraham, on a journey uh, to a land, he says, to a land that I will show you. So Abraham was learning to walk by faith. He was walking by faith. And sometimes we need a reminder that we are walking, following the Lord, and we're walking by faith uh, to a destination that God will show us. He's doing a new thing. And it is springing forth, and we shall already know it, because we have the voice of the prophets. <coughs> God is leading us by his Spirit. And one of the things I have consistently taught is that God doesn't show you everything. Apostle Paul wrote, we know in part, and we prophesy in part. So God shows us something, but you don't always know it all. And uh, Abraham was on a journey, not really knowing where he was going, and, but he was going somewhere. Let me just say this, America is going somewhere. Amen? And some people are quick to write off the prophets. Well, this didn't happen when we thought it would, so therefore they're a false prophet. Listen, a false prophet 
is one who deliberately leads the people of God away from God. One who has certain character flaws that are so out of line with the kingdom of God that they don't think of anything but themselves first. Balaam was the only prophet in the book of Judges who prophesied about the coming Messiah. So a right and a correct prophecy. But Jesus himself called Balaam a false prophet. He was too compromised with greed, with avarice, with covetousness, uh, wanting power and prestige. And that is an overview of a false prophet. Now remember I'm talking about false prophet there. Jonah missed it. Jonah was a true prophet. He missed it though. He knew the mercy of God and the potential of their repentance changing the outcome of his prophecy. So did he really miss it? No, he prophesied a true and accurate word, but God changed his mind and showed mercy on Nineveh. That word ended up coming to pass uh, about 147 years later. Um, But (coughs) there are plenty of places in Scripture where God spoke a word to a prophet, and it took longer for that word to come to pass than what they originally anticipated. So prophecy, one of the ways I like to look at it is kind of like a puzzle. And you see the big picture on the box, and you have the big picture. (coughs) And then inside the box, you have many little parts that fit together only one way. And try as you may, you cannot force one piece into a spot where it doesn't fit. Yeah, but that looks right. That looks like this is where this belongs. And so we start turning it every possible way, hitting it, you know, trying to push it in there. Uh, It looks right, but it wasn't right. That doesn't make it not part of the puzzle. It's just not the right piece for the moment. But if you know the outcome and what God has shown you, ultimately what will happen, you'll get the big picture. So so it is with prophecy, or or this prophecy, or that prophecy. Uh, Is this prophecy going to come to pass, or is that prophecy going to come to pass? Uh, The answer to all of that is yes. It all fits together and creates a perfect picture. In the perfect timing, in the perfect placement, it all comes together. It's a journey. That's what the prophetic is like. We know in part, and we prophesy in part, and the in-between moments are called the walk of faith. One of the things Bishop Hammond has taught us over and over is that one area where God is very stingy is, is details. Many people don't want to walk on this level of faith, but that is what is required today, a walk of faith. God stretches our faith, causes us to have to believe him stronger stand a little bit longer and watch what he can do when his people are engaged with him. See, the whole concept of the prophetic is not to be a substitute uh, for our relationship with God. It's to draw us closer to God and to cause us to be nearer to him. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that's proceeding out of the mouth of the Father. And so we have to draw near to the Lord. We have to hear what he has to say moment by moment, and it gives us perspective, it gives us insight, and it causes, causes us to have a greater intimate relationship with him. Yesterday's measure of faith is not enough. You have to gather fresh manna every day. 
People don't like walking by faith. Why? Because we want to know it all. We do. We, we get upset when we don't know it all. We get upset when we can't figure it all out. And God ultimately shows you your destiny, but we have to walk by faith and put all the pieces together. And the unfolding and the unveiling of the bigger picture happens at the right moment. Have you ever put together a puzzle? Towards the end of the puzzle, all the pieces start coming together much faster. And regarding this election, let me be very clear, don't fear. Don't fear. God is moving the pieces around, and things will begin to come become much clearer uh, as we continue to proceed forward. We do not have an... Uh, 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 a, a, just some words in the air. No, we have an even more sure word of prophecy, the Bible says. So Abraham had to learn to walk by faith. And we know God raised up America to release the gospel throughout the earth. It's our covenant call. Why would he change his mind now? He hasn't. And we have a more sure word of prophecy. So as God's prophetic people, we don't need to be unsure of what is happening. Let me tell you, God is going to correct the course of this nation for his purposes, and he is doing it rapidly. And you know who's going to get the credit for it? God. God will get the credit for it. In Genesis chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, talks about Abram. It says, so Abram went up from Egypt uh, to the Negev with his wife and everything that he had. Listen to this part. And Lot went with him. Now, God didn't call Lot. Lot just went with him. (coughs) And that was a lot. Verse 2. Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and in gold. Now, think about that for a second. Abraham pursued the word of the Lord, followed God, walking by faith. Lot really was a tag-along. And Abram became very wealthy in livestock and in silver and in gold. Listen, America is a very wealthy nation, possibly the wealthiest nation on the planet. And God has spoken before, even out of Isaiah 45, about hidden riches that he will reveal for his people at the right time. Puzzle pieces. And so sometimes we can trust more in our wealth and power than in the Lord in America. (coughs) And I believe God checks us on that. So Abraham was very rich in livestock and silver and gold. And he takes his journey back to Bethel where he began his journey. So God takes him right back to the beginning again. And now at this point, Lot has so many flocks and herds and and, uh, herdsmen and wealth. and, And now they're both extremely prosperous. I want you to hear between the lives. It's like two parties, Abraham and Lot. They were both extremely prosperous. But the land was not able to support them both, and strife began. If you compare that to America right now, there's so much division between parties and various other subgroupings. It's almost like the intention is to divide and conquer. 
strife and bitterness and anger start prevailing when those things happen. And in uh, Abraham's story here, strife and bitterness and anger uh, began, and it, it was something that was not acceptable. And so Abraham said, let there be no more strife and no more division between us. And that's how we need to be praying, a prayer of unity over our nation. God commands the blessing on unity, Psalm uh, 33. Or 133. It's the place of unity that God commands blessing. We don't need to be praying against each other. (coughs) We need to be blessing each other and praying unity. God, deal with whatever you need to deal with, but bring unity to our nation. Unify us again. Make us one before you. Let us be one voice. Let us be one people. And Abraham says to Lot, please separate from me. You choose the part you want. This is where I believe we are prophetically. God is making separations right now. He's making division right now. He's clarifying, this is Lot, this is Abraham. And so Lot lifts up his eyes, and he chooses the finest part, looking only with his natural eyes, and he's not being prophetic. I want you to make note of that. Lot looks totally in the natural, (coughs) chooses what he feels would be the wealthiest part, what he feels will be the more lush, uh, more attractive, more dominant part. And he chooses that, and he takes it. And that's he's looking not with prophetic eyes, but with natural eyes. And he chooses, listen to this, Sodom and Gomorrah. Not realizing within a very short time, Sodom and Gomorrah would become a pile of burnt ashes. Lot was not prophetic. Hear between the lines of what I'm saying. Abraham saw with a far greater prophetic insight. He had a, a Lot had a carnal eye, and he got what he chose. But Abraham had prophetic insight, <clears throat> and he said, you choose. God will take care of us. This is, this is where the church has to get. doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do. God has already said what, what the outcome will be. And we will stand and see the glory of the Lord. Listen, the news media will give you a certain view. Try to change your vision from prophetic to pathetic and carnal, filled with fear, filled with self-preservation, uh, filled with avarice. I want it all. Jesus said, if you lose your life, that's when you find it. It's all about trusting the Lord and walking by faith. If you're feeling weak in the faith, I just want to encourage you to tune into our broadcast. Go back and listen to the messages that we've preached. Let it fill you with faith again. There's so many great messages that will inspire you and encourage you. You're on the right track. God is still in control. Nothing is going to take us out of his hand. The Bible says we are in his hand and nothing can snatch us from his hand. God has a plan and his plan will prevail. So Lot and his herdsmen leave. And in uh, Genesis 13 verse 14, it says, The Lord said to Abraham after Lot parted from him. I want you to hear that very clear. The Lord says to Abram after Lot parted from him. 
<coughs> there is a complete distinction being made today, a complete uh, clear line being drawn. This is Lot. This is Abram. This is Lot. This is Abram. So the Lord talks to Abram after there's a great division and Lot left him. Lot had parted from him. And then God says to Abram, look around from where you are. You don't have to go any further. You don't have to. You are back at the beginning. Remember, back at Bethel. He says, look around where you are. Look north and south and east and west. All the land that you see. All the land that you see, whatever you see, I will give it to you and your offspring forever. I want, I want to encourage you to be thinking about America in this. Be thinking about your nation. Maybe you're watching from another nation. Are you watching what's happening in Brazil? Listen, talk about <coughs> God rearranging things. God resetting some things, making a distinction and a difference. I'm going to put another cough drop in my mouth here. So he says, look around from where you are, to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. This is powerful stuff. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go and walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron. Hebron was a a very key place in scripture from that point forward where he pitched his tent, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Now just for a moment, imagine how Abraham felt his nephew, who had meant so much to him, had to separate from him. His nephew, um, the Bible says he was like a brother to him. And so it was very, uh, very deep and tender to Abram. And now... God had to make a separation. Why? Because Lot had some issues that did not line up with the kingdom of God. And so at one point, they shared the same values. They shared the same ideals. They came, came at it from two different sides, but they, they were at least in, in communion and in unity and able to walk together and, uh, and to the point where they began to prosper together. And they became... Two separate parties with two separate agendas, with two separate sets of values and ideals. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying tonight. And Abraham was in place in a place of great pain uh, because of what was going on. He was dealing with strife. He was dealing with separation. He was dealing with his people who were his own family being separated from him. And God says to Abraham, in that place of pain, in that place of dealing with strife, in that place of dealing with issues right now, look at where you are. We've come to a new beginning now. We've come back to the new beginning. And I can show you more now. 
since there is a clarity of differences. I can begin to show you now more of the future since there's a clarity of differences. Now we can chart a new course and we can complete the journey to the ultimate destiny that I've already told you about. The whole puzzle can start coming together faster now. Now you can see further than what Lot saw. And God tells Abraham, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes, Abraham. When that phrase in the Hebrew, lift up your eyes, uh, means looking beyond the natural. In other words, God was taking scales off of his eyes so that he could see with prophetic eyes. And listen, God is taking the scales off of your eyes so that you can begin to see with prophetic eyes the place that God has positioned you. It may look like Lot got the best position, the best place, but there's something greater about to happen by the hand of the Lord that changes everything. Remember what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. There's something about to happen by the hand of God that changes everything. I'm going to say that one more time so you can hear it over America the Beautiful. There's something greater about to happen by the hand of God that changes everything. Abraham, look at the land that you see in this moment of discomfort that's causing you to see something differently. Not just financially, not just the wealth, not just the resources, not just positionally, but according to the prophetic plan of God and the destiny of the nation. God wants you to see something different now. I prophesy that the scales that have been on your eyes and on the eyes of God's people that have been put on there by false prophets of the news media, scales are being removed right now in Jesus' name. Now we can look from this place with prophetic vision and we can look with the Lord and God can show us and, and, and let us see what we are about to possess. Something great is churning in the spirit right now. Something is turning around right now. Something is changing. Something is moving. God has not forgotten what he, saw, what he said. The enemy is making a great smoke screen, making a power play, making a, a move that looks like he possesses the greater part. But listen, God is in control. Sodom and Gomorrah burnt to the ground. We can look from this place with prophetic vision and let the Lord show us what is about to happen. Father, I release it to them now. In Jesus' name, no more scales on their eyes. Open their eyes to see in the name of Jesus. So God says to Abraham, all that you see, I give to you. All that you see, I give to you. Let me say that again. All that you see, I give to you. We're standing in a new place. Don't you feel everything feels different right now? Don't you feel like you're standing in a different place? Don't you feel like everything has shifted and you're trying to find your footing? I want to ask you a question. What do you see? What do you see? If you only see division and strife, what will you get? 
Don't look to Lot and the lush plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't look at that. There has been a divine separation that was necessary now. And I want you to get a fresh vision of the removing of the vile from the precious. The division of what is absolutely an abomination from what is pure and clean before God. And you know in your heart what is right and what is wrong. And standing for right, Isaiah prophesied there'll be a day when good is called evil and evil is called good. Jeremiah prophesied about the separation of the precious from the vile. The division of what is an absolute abomination from what is pure and clean before God had to happen. A separation was necessary so we could see something fresh. Lot had to leave Abraham. And then God's judgment fell upon Lot's choice. And he had to walk in what he saw. Lot had to walk in what he saw. He had to walk in what he chose. I'm telling you, greater things are happening in the spirit right now than what you can perceive in the natural. And you have to walk in what you see. What do you see? That's what God asked Abraham. What do you see in this moment? I see a nation called and created by God to be a voice of the Lord to the nations, to be the, the releaser of great revelation and the gospel of Jesus Christ to spread throughout the earth from America, a nation of purity, a nation of holiness, a nation of honor, a nation of righteousness, a nation that has found its foundation again. Listen, the stage is set for a great awakening, a reformation, a reformation from chaos to divine order and alignment. And I'm praying that this prophetic mantle upon my life will begin to transform your life and your view from this point forward. I pray today, like Apostle Paul said, that the eyes of your prophetic understanding would be enlightened, you'd be, your eyes would be opened, and you'll see what the Lord is doing and hear what the Lord is saying, and not what the false prophets of the media have predicted. God is turning everything around right now. It's, it's happening. Things are turning. Things are shifting. He can save by many or he can save by few. He has his people right where he wants them. God is opening your eyes to see with a prophetic eye, with a prophetic eye right now. God wants you to get eagle vision so you can see further. Eagles can see uh, 12 miles away. Imagine being able to see the future that God has. Listen, you know the beautiful thing about the future is you're not there yet. And so nothing is there yet. Nothing can mess it up. It's preserved for you. God is opening your eyes to see a future with prophetic insight right now so that you can have hope for tomorrow. This is the comfort of the Lord. 
God wants you to be comforted. He wants you to be strengthened. He wants you to understand he's God. And I'm asking God to show you now what he wants you to see. You're not going to see anything evil. I decree right now every force of evil or darkness is removed from your vision right now in the name of Jesus. David said in the book of Psalms, The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. I pray that God gives you a fresh hope, a fresh light of hope for the future that God's been preparing for you. You know, the Bible says, in the beginning, God spoke over chaos and the face of the deep. Everything was tumultuous. Everything was out of order. Everything was out of alignment. God had cast Lucifer and one-third of the angels into the third rock from the sun, this ice ball, prison, and they began to cause chaos, and and the waters were tumultuous, and uh, the face of the deep was dark, and God said, let there be light, let there be light, the word light there, let there be light. It's also illumination. Let there be illumination. Or it's also the word revelation of what is to come. See, the only thing that can push the forces of hell back is the word of God. The light of God. Light shines and drives out the darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome it. It cannot comprehend it. It cannot stop it. You turn the light on. And the darkness has to flee. It's all around us. In the beginning, everything was without form and void. It was chaos. It was tumultuous. And God released light. I'm releasing light to you tonight. I'm releasing the light of God, the revelation of God, the illumination that begins to drive back the powers of darkness. Revelation of what is to come. God wants you to see He wants you to open your eyes and see where he placed you today is a new beginning. Everything's turning for the good. When God spoke, let there be light, the Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the deep and said light. And suddenly things began to shift and change into divine order and into divine alignment. That is what is happening right now. That's what's happening right now. Jesus was asked to come pray for Lazarus, his friend who was sick. You know the story. I've taught it to you many times. Lazarus, he was sick uh, with a sickness that would ultimately take his life. And so Lazarus... Uh, They call for Jesus. Jesus doesn't come. Lazarus dies. The Jewish tradition in that day was that the, the spirit of the man hovered over the body for three days. After three days, the spirit left, and there was no potential of resurrection. There was no possibility that he would come back to life. And so they wrap him in uh, grave cloths, put him in the grave, roll the stone in front of it, 
And four days later, Jesus shows up on the scene. Jesus comes in and breaks all their uh, prior expectation. I know the word of the Lord. I know Jesus loves him. I know he's going to come and he's going to heal him before anything happens. Well, he passed away, but Jesus can still get here in time. It can still happen because we've seen Jesus raise the dead before. And so <clears throat> he loves Lazarus and and uh, it's not going to go that way. And see, that's the way we are about elections sometimes. We think we have it all figured out. We've got the word of the Lord, we, but we don't hear what God actually said. What God actually said was, I'm turning everything around. I'm changing the guards now. I'm making some changes, and swiftly I will fix some things. And so what does Jesus do? He shows up on day four, and he says, roll the stone away. He says, it's too late, Jesus. It's too late. I want you to hear prophetically what I'm saying. It's too late. <clears throat> Jesus says, roll the stone away. <clears throat> and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And after four days, Lazarus comes hopping out of that grave, and they have to pull the grave clothes off of him. Yes, it stinks. Yes, there's issues to deal with. Yes, there's grave clothes to cut off of him. <coughs> but resurrection life was released. Something big happened. This is what's happening right now. I pray that you begin to see with a fresh vision that the best days are just ahead of us. No more poverty, no more fear, no more debt. What do you see? What is it you're seeing in this moment? God can shift everything in, the mo in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, God can shift and change everything. And I believe as God's prophetic people, you already have a sensing. You already have a, a, a feeling of victory growing on the inside of you. You'll begin to see the victory. You'll begin to taste the victory. You'll begin to imagine the victory. The true hope of the destiny now is coming to you. And like Abraham, you'll arise and walk in what you just saw by the Spirit of God. Amen? Listen, America the beautiful belongs to God, and America is in covenant with God. Therefore, America is forever. America is forever. Be comforted today. Be encouraged today. Be strengthened today. Receive hope today. What you saw is happening Revival, reformation, awakening, salvation by the thousands, a turning around of everything to the pleasure of the Lord. Amen. We as the church were called to watch and to pray. <clears throat> Amen. I pray that this broadcast has encouraged you and charged you with a higher view tonight. There are some things I have to I, I have said uh, in this whole broadcast that you'll have to discern by the Spirit of God. I think you hear what I'm saying. I think you understand what I'm saying. But there are some things in here I said in a way that you'll have to have discernment by the Spirit of God to understand exactly what I'm saying. But I trust you hear clearly some of the prophetic pronouncements that are in there. It was not a good thing for Sodom and Gomorrah. It was not the right choice. It was not the right way. And see, they began to reap what they sowed. <coughs> God had a plan that was bigger than what they could understand because they refused to see things God's way. When they refused to see things God's way,
they reap judgment. Psalm chapter 2, in verse 1, it says, Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, that's the church, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. Why do we do it their way? Why do we have to see things their way? Why do we have to line up with their rules, their their concepts? Let's break their chains and throw off their shackles. Then in verse 4 it says, The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger, and he terrifies them in his wrath. Listen, God is not going to be mocked. He'll rise up and show his power to the nations. Amen? I want to always invite you to join us in person for a powerful prophetic services right here at Life Point Church in Hendersonville, Tennessee, 403 Walton Ferry Road, Sundays at 4 p.m. Please come out. Please enjoy the, the message, the anointing. Uh, there's so much I can share on a, on a greater scale there. Uh, more prophetic words can be released, more impartation uh, you know, much more personal prophecy. Every service is a life-changing service, a life-changing time in the kingdom of God. Come and see what the Lord is doing with us. Amen. Life Point Church, 403 Walton Ferry Road in Hendersonville, Tennessee, every Sunday, 4 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Amen. I want to thank you for standing with this prophet. Thank you for standing with us here at Speak Life. <clears throat> And for those who have sown your precious seed and continue to sow a seed into this ministry, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for supporting the work of the Lord here. Thank you for helping us get the word of the Lord to the nations. Listen, we have a minimum of 52 nations <coughs> that tune in. When I was at the Global Prophetic Summit, so many people came up to me from all over the world saying, I know you. I watch Speak Life. Your words encourage us. Your words inspire us. Your words have helped us. And uh, it's because of you that that's happening. It's because of your support, your $5, your $10, your offerings, whatever. You know, some of you can write a check for 10000 and you don't. you have no idea how many lives you're changing right now. I was speaking to someone from uh, Scotland, and uh, they said, you're, you're broadcast. <coughs> we can't catch it in real time, but we catch the rebroadcast. Excuse me while I take a sip of water here. We catch it, <clears throat> and we play it for our church, and it changes their lives. We're learning so much from you. I'm telling you, that's you. <clears throat> that's you and I together. Lives are being changed. By the way, I spoke to uh, Philip Cameron with uh, Orphan's Hands, we've already sent seven containers, seven containers of coats and winter provision and food and things, blankets and things over to uh, Moldova uh, for the Ukrainian war refugees. They have 470,000 people on their doorstep. <clears throat> and in case you forgot that website, it's coatsbychristmas.com, coatsbychristmas.com. Please I'll click on that link and send whatever you can. It makes a humongous difference in their lives. You're saving lives. Amen. And so I want to thank you for standing with us. I promise to continue to give you 
God's balanced perspective in tomorrow's news today. <clears throat> I promise to give you the word of the Lord as I seek the Lord, as I pray, as I release the word of the Lord to you and to the nations. I believe God is changing our world using this little broadcast to touch so many lives. I spoke to another person uh, who was from uh, London, and, and they said, we watch every week, we watch every service, we watch every speak life, uh, we just can't get enough. And, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's amazing to me because uh, God spoke to us years ago to set up this whole broadcast uh, setup uh, that he was going to change the world with this. And, you know, we took a step of faith and we began to invest little by little by little. And by the time the pandemic hit, (coughs) we were already (coughs) positioned to rise up to the top and to begin to reach the nation. I'm telling you, there are greater things on the agenda. God has a plan. I want to encourage you to sow seeds and help us to continue to release the word of God to the nations. Your, Your seed, big or small, makes a huge difference. I believe God's going to open up a media center for us, facilities that we need, uh, office space that we need, uh, a media um, uh, platform. We're going to see God do incredible things. I could go on and on, but it all happens because you and I stand together in this. And so thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. There are several ways you can donate. If you desire to donate, you can text any amount, any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. Text eight four th- any amount to the number 84321. It's very simple. When you do it, you, the first time you have to set it up, but then from that point forward, you can put $5 or $10 or 10000 and send it to 84321. And it, it immediately goes to your account here. And so, or you can click on our websites. At the top of the uh, page, there's, there's a giving link on speaklifetv.com, speaklifetv.com, on martylayton.com, martylayton.com, or lifepointchurch.cc. Lifepoint has an E on the end of it, lifepointchurch.cc. And there's a link that you can click on there and give that way. If you're watching on Rumble or Facebook or on YouTube, uh, you can click on the giving link in the comments section. Again, I want to encourage you to familiarize yourself with Rumble. Sometimes these other platforms can be restrictive. Uh, One platform in particular last week would not let us upload. Um, And I apologize for that, but... uh, I want to encourage you get to know Rumble. Uh, there's the the Rumble platform is not restrictive, and so we can put whatever uh, we feel the word of the Lord is out there, and we don't have to feel like there's any kind of censorship or uh, restriction there. So just look for Speak Life with Marty Layton and familiarize yourself with Rumble if you could. Uh, if you prefer, you can also mail your your offering. To Marty Layton or Life Point Church, P.O. Box 1822, P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. 
And I want to thank you for sowing into the word of the Lord today. We're, we truly are changing the nations. And I want to release the blessing of the Lord to you for standing with us. Amen. <coughs> I also want to thank our sponsor <coughs> for Speak Life, Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Mike Lindell is an amazing man of God. He's a true American hero. He's a patriot fighting on the front lines of this cultural war for the freedoms that we love here in America the Beautiful. <coughs> so, <coughs> excuse me, please go to MyPillow.com. <coughs> Check out the products there. It's Christmas time. They've got more products there that you can buy and support the word of the Lord here. Support this man of God and, and what he's endeavoring to do to protect our nation and to restore some of the uh, freedoms that have been eroded away. Please go to MyPillow.com, check out all the products, do your Christmas shopping there. In fact, you could probably do half or more of your Christmas shopping there. He's made a very special discount available for this audience only. And if you use the promo code, my first name, Marty, uh, you'll receive the deepest discounts available up to 66%. That's two-thirds off your entire purchase, amen? And so even if you just have relatives coming over and you need more pillows and blankets, it's a great place to buy them. They're as inexpensive as you can get. They ship quickly, made in the USA, uh, guaranteed for 10 years. Instead of giving your money to companies that are funding anti-Christian agendas and continue to work against you, don't fund those things. Go to MyPillow.com. And buy your products there. Or go to mystore.com. Check them out. They've got so many more products there. I, I recommend ordering a couple pillows and sheets every week and start planning for Christmas and relatives. And, uh, you know, I love the slippers. The slippers are great. Uh, the towels are luxurious. We give them away to uh, everybody that we know because they're so good. Uh, we we actually use the Giza Dream Sheets. They're very comfortable, especially after you wash them a couple times. They're, they're amazing. And many products, many wonderful products. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Marty, or MyStore.com, promo code Marty. Or you can call the number 800-859-2938, 800-859-2938. Remember to use the promo code Marty. That's one way you can support Speak Life. Support the patriotic work of Mike Lindell and get some products in return. I also want to recommend one thing right here. My coffee. The amazing aroma, first of all, <laughs> when I pick these up. Uh, you can get uh, either the uh, coffee beans, light, medium, or dark roast. Or you can get the coffee pods if you have the... Uh, K-Cup uh, Keurig pots there. They have that uh, coffee pod for that. It's organic. It's non-acidic. It's very smooth. Uh, really tastes incredible. I drink it every day. Again, we need to stop giving our people, uh, giving our money to people and coffee companies who are supporting and working against everything that we stand for in the kingdom of God and support those who are supporting what we do stand for. Amen. So buy your products from MyPillow.com, MyStore.com. Use the promo code Marty. You'll receive a huge discount off your entire purchase. And it, you'll help support Speak Life. 
the work of Mike Lindell, and you get all these great products in return. So it's a win-win-win for everyone. And I want to thank you for helping us in this way. Thank you for watching and listening to Speak Life. Be sure to join us next week for more prophetic messages. Great ministry, great conversations. I've got some great guests planned after going to this global prophetic summit and the roundtable of the prophets. I've got some great guests planned. (coughs) And we're going to share some revelation that I know you're just going to love. Tomorrow's news and headlines today. Amen. Also, please take a moment, subscribe to the Speak Life uh, podcast. (coughs) You can find this podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on the Charisma Podcast Network, on iHeartRadio Podcast, and really anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. And if you enjoyed this and you are blessed by this ministry, please leave us a five-star review. It really does help. It really helps us a lot. Follow me on social media, on Truth, on Getter, on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Telegram, uh, all the all the platforms. Just look for at Marty Layton, at Marty Layton. You can watch the show live uh, every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. And I want to thank you for telling others about the Speak Life show. Help us to reach more people and encourage them and comfort them with the word of the Lord. Remember to keep your spiritual eyes and your ears open because God is always communicating. There's always a preceding word. Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so I want to encourage you, always speak life. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world. Thank you.